1: So, as we share tonight we're going to um, be looking at three words really we're going to be talking about remembering uh, rejoicing, and revering and so, the first part of what we're going to do tonight i'm going to share with Fran and we're going to be talking about remembering and boy, can we remember boy, are there some memories happening is, along the way she, she correct she corrected me in public this morning I, I I actually thought she had something wrong. I was going to jump down her throat, but it was right, and so I'm glad I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't embarrass myself even more. So I do remember. It was funny that. I still do have some memories. I remember uh, April the 8th, 1990. It was the second Sunday of this new thing called Birkenhead Harvest Church. Uh, we'd missed the first week because we were away, and, and, and we got our family into the car. We lived in Beechhaven. We're driving up Birkdale Road, and we still didn't know whether we were going to go to the new church plant or the old, plant, old, old church that we have been part of for a good long time. We got married there, baptized there, things like that. We packed our kids into the car, and we still didn't know as we left the door. There were two. This morning there were three, but I'm reliably informed. There was a pregnancy involved, though, so strictly speaking, there were three. So there you go. So that's, that's, there you go. So we ended up, even though it was probably our intention to go to the previous church, which we felt we'd probably be able to contribute more to, we ended up going into this Birkenhead Harvest church plan. And I think what we said at that time was, we felt we wanted to be in a place where our kids could see God move. That was kind of the thing that was on our heart. And as I reflect back now, 30 years later, I think one of the great treasures that we have that we think about is is being in a church where there is a theology that sort of balances the realities of life with the hope of the future kingdom. And so having this sense of, you know, you can be... You can be healed in our church or sick in our church, and we can we can work with both of those things and be happy with both of those things. That sustained us and stood us in such good stead over that time. And so as I remember now 30 years later, I'm so glad we, we took that detour. It was an important part of our life, perhaps an important part of some of your guys' lives as well. About a year or so after that, Fran and I, um, we were sitting in a meeting. Somebody, a prophetic person was there, pulled us out. They said to us, um, uh, there is a big leap forward coming. Watch out for it. And for 18 months, we prayed about the big leap forward. We prayed that we'd, we'd recognize it when it came and that we would be obedient when it came. And that big leap forward turned out to be starting to pastor this church that we would driven into almost haphazardly two and a half years before. And so we became the pastors here, and we still seem to be the pastors here. Here we are. We're still here, somewhere along the line. Um, and so... The Birkenhead harvest became the North City harvest, and the North City harvest became the North City vineyard. And then we sort of absorbed a harbour vineyard, and we had a couple of other expressions of church along the way that we kind of drew in together to what you're sitting in now as one of our services of our, our Shore Vineyard church. It's just a pleasure to be here. And so we remember. As we remember 30 years as a church, I just can't help but feel grateful for... Hundreds, literally hundreds of people who are and have been part of this whanau. Some staying long term, some staying shorter term, some here from the beginning. And there are half a dozen people um, or so um, who are still part of our congregation been here for all of the 30 years and been through it all. Um, And some new even this year, and that's like lifeblood to us, so important as we said before. As we remember 30 years of the church, I I think back of generosity, I think of a Christmas Eve service where we raised $23,000 and one service that we even don't even do an offering in to build a house for a guy in India, a friend of ours who nobody knew, but we knew and, and people gave. It was an incredible thing. I think of the money that we have raised and set a vision for to have a building of our own. Here we s- sit in our building um, on a night like tonight and with this whole sense of God's provision and yet people's goodness. I think of our Christmas shop, that every year we feed our community in an incredibly generous way and so many other things that we do as we remember 30 years of church i can't help but thinking what a privilege it is to have been here and to still be here to do life together to find faith together to grow towards jesus together to love god and to love others together and as i think about it as i remember i can't help but thinking it is very good i can't help but thinking there's the smile of god somehow in this and i'm stoked to have been part of that
2: And just to reassure you that these little pieces are quite short and pacey, so you're not going to be sitting here all night listening to a bunch of people droning on, so we're we're going to crack through it. Um, So 30 years of Shore Vineyard Church is nearly half my life. I was 27 when we made this leap of faith. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Towards participation in a church plant. Which, within three years, would invite an even greater leap of faith. I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> our son, the, the one that wasn't born yet, was the first baby born in that community. And, and with his older brothers, our twin sons, Joel and John, they went on to become the founding members of everything from the creche to the youth group to the first youth camp that we ever held uh, in the vineyard um, to participating in night church, um, our boys were in the, on the worship team the morning after the school ball, and I think that is some commitment right there. Um, I can remember parents, you know, being iffy about, you know, oh, well, or congregation members, should we have so-and-so on the worship team? You know, they're 15 and they don't lift their hands. It's like, if a kid is in the morning service, they are committed. I don't care if they lift their hands or not. That kid is a worshiper. <laughs> anyway, um, so our daughter, too, uh, you know, for me... My kids, in a way, are are unsung heroes, but not just my kids, but anyhow. Here's our daughter, four years old, mopping the floors after late-night youth events and wouldn't get in the car till it was done to her satisfaction, and uh, who worked in the creche every Sunday night after her crazy parents uh, said yes to not only four kids and one church, but then adopted another church in an entirely different part of town. So a shout-out now to every kid, and you might be one of these, who pitched in whether you wanted to or not bless you. Yes, you know who you are. So this iteration of SVC to me is kind of like the the happy child out of those two two churches. This is different again, if you like, but still kind of the same. No, I don't recall ever thinking that we shouldn't be doing this or that we should shut the doors and find something else to do. That doesn't mean, though, that it's always been easy or even that it's always been good. We've had people do bad things to other people. We've had to clean up mess, and we've made some mess of our own. But what I think is so amazing, as I remember, is that staying in one place for a long time gives you perspective. Staying in one place means that you see stuff happen over time. You see seasons in people's lives, and including your own. Um, you see different places. I mean, some of you can remember right back to when we started in Birkdale College and all of the other spots we've been in since then. Um, you see people grow and change. So one of the most valuable things to me about this community and its leaders is that you have allowed us to change. You've blessed our growth by allowing us to study. You risked letting us have sabbatical time. And we all know pastors go AWOL after sabbaticals. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. it's true. <laughs> so your trust in us has, has kept us in a sense. It's wonderful. So this is our kāinga. This is our village. New people are welcome in this village. And some of us old ones are happy to tell you the stories if you felt like hearing them. But everyone needs a village, a home, a place to stand and be able to say, I'm from this place and these people. Christianity, if nothing else, is a spirituality of homecoming, of finding who we really are and who God really is. And it's about coming home to ourselves and not pretending. I remember that we never wanted to be on a pedestal. We're first name people, you know. Don't lift us up above anything. We're just ordinary. I remember, too, that as parents of a child with a chronic illness, we needed a theology that could hold suffering and not healing. So thank you, God, for kingdom theology and the vineyard. I remember the arrival into families of so many of your children through birth or through adoption, and you have witnessed the arrival of my own, which is lovely, too. And I remember, too, our dear ones who have died. Some of you won't know these names, but I want to remember Gay and Grant, who was part of Night Church, crazy man, Uh, beautiful Derek Esara, uh, Madeleine, and just a few months ago, our lovely Juanita. And we were home for them for a time, and they helped shape who we are, actually. And that's how it works. A church, quite simply, is a group of God-loving people who are asked to bear one another's burdens, to weep with those who are weeping, and to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Today, we're rejoicing, and we're doing that together, and thank you for coming and rejoicing with us. And this is a perfect segue for me to hand over to Julianne, who's going to take us into our next little theme of Rejoice.
3: Kia ora everybody, yes my name is Julianne and I've been part of Shaw Vineyard since I was about three years old, um, so that's racking up about 23 um, years of being part of this community and so apparently I'm well qualified to speak about Rejoice and um, I feel really lucky to get to share on this and it's been a privilege to reflect on what I would Rejoice about um, for the next couple of minutes um, and I've kind of gone with a bit of the kind of birthday party speech vibes rather than like sermon and so to start that off I've got an old school picture come up so this is back in the day you'll you'll maybe be able to recognize some faces in there um I'm on the far left in a pink dress yes nothing has changed um and you might even see like Dan Robinson he's on he's on the far right in a blue top Dan Goodwin I believe you're in there too um and but yeah that was that was kids church quite a few years ago yeah, Hamish is in there. Yeah, 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 Susie's so in there. So yeah, some faces you may or may not recognize, um, but I, I just think it's quite cute. The, um, so rejoice. The word rejoice, um, it comes from, a ro- the root of the word is around experiencing joy. And I like to think of it as rejoy, to repeat to joy, to re-experience joy. Um, with joy to claim it, to see it, to name it, to own it. And I think something, that, something I learnt um, in studying psychology is that what we look for in the world, um, we will find. Our attention is drawn to it and that builds our internal worldview, our perception, and the story within which we live each day. And so I think this might be why God instructs us to worship, instructs us to rejoice, and also instructs us to have parties. He had seven, there were the seven feasts in the Old Testament that the Israelites by law had to um, participate in and make happen. And I think it's God understanding that we need to shift our attention to joy. The... um, Wick because in shifting our attention towards the goodness that is present um, and how God is present in our lives, this becomes the story within which we live. So I would invite you for the next couple of minutes to um, come with a a little journey as I shift my gaze toward the joy of a lifetime as part of this community. And there may be themes that you can see within your own lives and things whether in this community or maybe another that you too can rejoice in. Being part of a church community is many things and has been many things for me. Um, It's been connection and loneliness, excitement and boredom. It's been growth, stagnation, peace, anger, longing, contentment, good times and sad times. And in all of this, I'm really struck with how joy can continually emerge within all of those things. Sometimes the joy jumps out bright and bold in your face um, and other times, it's there lurking in the shadowy parts of life that you have to seek out. So I have, I basically wrote a list of things that I, um, to rejoice in, um, and I'd like to, yeah, invite you to come along this little journey. Joy. Never being chosen as the kid and youth group to do the Blender Challenge. Watching other people do the Blender Challenge, joy. Worshipping with thousands of teenagers at Easter camp and worshipping with like three other people and an acoustic guitar in someone's lounge, joy. Leaders who believed in me took me on missions trips, had me as an intern and let me lead projects that I was passionate about, joy, joy. My whole community believing in my vision to fill shoeboxes with Christmas gifts for children in po- poverty, joy. A warm smile that knows my name when I walk in the building and being the warm smiling face for others walking through the door, joy. Friends who are much younger, friends who are much older and every age in between, joy. Making new friends whilst stacking chairs, washing dishes or playing board games, and saying goodbye to friends as God calls them to move out of Auckland, joy. The support and belonging of a church Farno, because I'm an immigrant and I don't have extended family here, but this is a place I belong, joy. And getting the opportunity to be that whānau to other people like me, joy. Learning that God is nice and he likes me, and learning to see every person like this, even when I don't feel like it. Joy. Feeling united in our pursuit of loving God and loving others. Feeling accepted with my differences of opinions and differences in theology. Joy. Celebrating life, the baby showers, the dedications, the weddings. And being wrapped in prayer by my community when my grandfather was dying of cancer and I couldn't pray anymore. Joy. Praying for others in hardship and seeing breakthroughs. Praying for others in hardship and letting my own tears break through alongside them. Joy. Seeing God heal sickness and break addictions. Seeing God present in sickness and closer than a brother in hard journeys. Joy. The awkwardness, exhilaration, fear combination of stepping to the front of the room uh, when you feel God is calling you. And the peace, calm and love that I can feel in the presence of God. Joy. Loving hands and warm hearts that crowd around to pray for me week after week in the hardest seasons of my life. The privilege of laying a hand on someone else's shoulder when, and praying for them. Joy. A safe prayers, words, pictures that have drawn me closer to God and that I remember to this very day. Joy and finding God or God finding me in the silence. Joy. A safe space to seek and explore the many questions and doubts that I have. Mentors and wiser voices that respond neither with certain answers or with fear, but ask me more questions and are with me in the unfolding journey of my faith. Joy. Learning that God is love. Feeling that God is love. Having others show me that God is love. And learning that I am loved. Feeling that I am loved. And hopefully showing others that they are loved. Joy. Space to celebrate, laugh, and have fun. Joy. Space to cry, mourn, and grieve. Joy. Space to sing, create, connect. Joy. Space to be held in loneliness and darkness. Joy. Rejoice. God is love. Rejoice. Friends, whānau, and community, people who make me who I am. Rejoice. I and you, we get to serve and give and participate in God's ongoing creation of the world. Rejoice. I am held in my grief, my fear, doubt, and hardships. Rejoice. I have and I am growing, learning, and developing here. Rejoice, there is space to be fully human and fully who you are here. Rejoice. Thank you very much. Thank you
4: so much, Julianne. That was really beautiful. The surest way to suppress our ability to understand the meaning of God and the importance of worship is to take things for granted. Indifference to the divine wonder of living is the root of sin. It's from Abraham Herschel. Um, it's really hard for me to tell any story from my life in the last 15 years without talking about Shaw Church. Uh, 15 years ago, I found, I found God in this church. Um, I had friends who invited me in. Um, I had uh, Vic and Fran, as the parents of my friends, invite me in. Um, and I came to know God. I came to desire God. Uh, I longed for the things that were happening in this really tiny community in different school halls. Um, I, I, I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, Shaw Vineyard Church gave me a place where I could belong. And uh, so for 15 years, I've, I've belonged here, I've found, found my place um, in this community. Um, I spent the first 10 years of my professional life working for this church, um, being able to contribute to church through sermons and through running community groups and through having interns like Julie um, and Caleb and Cassie and Petra and just uh, I got to I got to journey with people in an incredible way. I had people support me and encourage me. I got to play music every week with people that I loved. I can't say stories about Chauvinyard Church I can't say stories about my life without talking about Chauvinyard Church I met my wife in this church I had people in this community pray for us as we as we went on the journey to becoming parents and this is the community that as we become parents next month this is the community into which our child will come. To, to know what love is like not just in the sense of what parents love but the love of a community uh, I'm incredibly grateful for that I've been tasked with um, talking about reverence uh, and uh, you're probably wondering why I read that Abraham Herschel quote right at the beginning and just launched straight into this but the thing is is I've just I've sat with this concept of reverence uh, all week and I found myself thinking about um <clears throat> thinking about like trying to find a singular moment from the last 15 years that I could point to some sort, some sort of memory, um, where I could say, oh, this, this is when I was in reverence of God. And, and I just, I just couldn't, couldn't isolate anything. And so then I was like, well, how do I even, how do I even unpack what reverence, like what reverence is? And, um, and, and God brought me back to a phrase that, that I've been using a lot over the last three years. Um, if you're unfamiliar with a little bit of, about what reverence is, uh, at a, in its most simple form, it's the idea of, of being in awe of God, of being completely captivated, completely taken by the story, wanting to, wanting to be a part of it. And the language that I found myself using time and time again over those last few years is, is that, you know, when I have a moment of reference, I find myself saying, oh, I want to sign up all over again. I think, I think for me, that's what, that's what reverence has become. It's moments where I go, oh my goodness, God, I want to sign up all over again. And what's interesting is, is that, you know, I've done I've done my rounds on church conferences. I've I've sort of had these, I've had, I've had these moments where I have these sort of like really big, sort of intense uh Holy Spirit experiences. I've sort of, you know, uh, done all that sort of stuff and 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 yet off the back of those times, I never found myself going, oh, I want to sign up all over again. Not to say that they weren't wonderful and beautiful and deeply meaningful and and sort of was the, weren't meeting me at that point in time because they, they really were. It was really important for me. But I found myself signing up all over again in, this, in the smallest little things. I remember the very first food parcel I ever delivered because I wasn't super into like doing the food bank stuff. That was something other people did, you know? <laughs> but I remember the very first food parcel I ever delivered, just this person hugging me. like They wouldn't let me leave without giving me a hug. And I was like, oh, uh, I want to sign up all over again. I remember um, meeting with someone for the first time uh, for coffee and um, them just asking me questions about Jesus. And I remember telling them about what my experience was like and and them breaking down in tears and going, I hope he loves me the same way he loves you. And for me to be able to say he does and then to have a moment with that person, oh man, I found myself signing up all over again. Being able to, to, to journey through some of the hardest things with some of my closest friends, um, through some really, some really deep pain, um, where, we, where we just find ourselves knit together, I found myself signing up all over again. Seeing, um, seeing the interns, seeing people like Julie come up here and share and speak. Um, and just sort of seeing the way that they've grown uh, in, in confidence in Christ, being able to come and tell stories, I find myself going, man, I want to sign up for this thing all over again. Every time um, I see something pop up on our uh, evening service banter on Messenger Group where someone's like, oh, let's do board games or something. Never been to a board game night, by the way. know, yeah. it's not my jam. Um, <clears throat> But my goodness, you know, like the fact that, that this is organic community where people are invested in each other's lives, where people are deeply connected to one another, I find myself signing up all over again. I am in awe of the kingdom of God each and every day. And for me, one of the biggest lessons over the last, over the last 10 years as a staff member, the last 15 years as a Christian, is, is learning to recognize the kingdom of God in the ordinary and the mundane. Because like, we just get so, so tied up in sort of chasing the high. And for me, the thing I've learned is, is to recognize the divine in the most simple of moments. I can't think of a singular moment um, to talk about reverence. Because, man, reverence is something that 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 we're invited to, to, to recognize each and every day. To me, this is what I think uh, Abraham Herschel is talking about. When he says, the worst thing is to be... Uh, indifferent. Um, indifference to the divine wonder of living is the root of sin, being missing, missing the thing that is right in front of us. Jesus said in Mark one fifteen, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here. It's in front of us. Jesus said, the kingdom, wherever two or three are gathered, there I am. Reverence, I think, is learning to recognize that in the ordinary, and the mundane. In the Vineyard Church, we call it naturally supernatural, right? Learning to recognize divinity in the ordinary, the extraordinary in the ordinary. This is a profoundly beautiful thing. I think we experience reverence when we, when we just learn how to recognize Christ in the everyday thing. Learning how to recognize Christ in the other, in every other person and being able to respond in love to live out of grace that to me is is what reverence is all about and that is what i love about our church our church has never been the biggest church the most popular church it'll never be the church that um, that uh, news hub goes to first when it needs a little when it needs a hot sound bite it won't be yeah thank goodness yeah. Woo for it to be sort of cut up and just put on. There are over 850 churches in Auckland. We are just one of them. We are just a a tiny vegetable in a stew, and yet the extraordinary happens every single day in this ordinary little community. The God of all creation knows us, loves us, moves in and within us in this ordinary little church that's buried under a dairy and a Domino's and a liquor store. And a dental practice. 10% off, guys, by the way, if you come to this church. Did you know that? If you don't, you do now. (laughs) But this is a place where where, where we're learning to recognize and affirm the goodness of God and the kingdom of God in everything that we do. And I want to encourage you, may may you be people who recognize Christ in every single moment. May you be people who find yourselves saying, yeah, I want to sign up all over again. Because that for me has been the lesson, learning to recognize and going, yep, I'm about it. I'm about it and I want it and I'll do it all over again. That for me is living from a place of reverence. And for me, honestly, I couldn't have learned that uh, sort of in entirety without um, the incredible sort of support and encouragement of Vic and Fran. Um, for 27 years, which is most of 30, by the way, right? For most of those 30 years, this community has been led by Vic and Fran. Um, they've done a phenomenal job of creating a space where people can ask honest questions can earnestly pursue Jesus and can grow um, in a way that, that to be honest, I, I, I've yet to see replicated um, elsewhere. And so I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, and the incredible thing is that, um, is that it, it's not even just within our walls, but it's, it's actually, it's, it's reached some other people as well. And so just as we sort of draw this part of the evening to a close, we've got a short video um, to show uh, it's just a few people who have some things to say just as we sort of do this reverence thing and this and this celebration thing, it's important for us to to honour Vic and Fran as well. So can we see that up? Hi, there? hi
2: guys, Kia ora from Queenstown. just want to say happy birthday to your vineyard. Um, congratulations Vic and Fran, 30 years, huh? It's quite a milestone. So just want to say thank you so much for being such a big part of my life. All the love and support and encouragement you've given me over the time that I've known you. Um, you've played such a big part in helping me draw closer to God and helping me in my walk with God. So just thanks so much. Hope you enjoy the celebrations. Enjoy the donuts and have a great time at Camp Out next weekend. Love you all. Bye.
5: Kia ora. Uh, Vic and Fran, thank you so much for being very significant in uh, Jane and in, in myself's life. My name is Christoph, and uh, my Jane can't be here today. Uh, I just want to let you know that I'm wearing my best Vic Francis t-shirt and um, and I thought there's nothing better than imitation uh, that would, say, uh, compliment somebody. And in this case, I have my Vic Francis glasses and um, and I'm trying to grow a little bit of Vic Francis stubble and I don't know what to do about the hair, but I kind of like my hair, so I'm going to keep it. Um, but all things aside, thank you so much. I've got this little compass. Um, and, um, and the beautiful thing about a compass is that it, it is very good at knowing true north. And it's very good at directing people and, um, and navigating your way. And for so many people, something like a compass has been your life, your ministry, and everything you have done. So continue to be true to Christ, true to north continue to point the right way and uh, continue to make a difference uh, not only in Auckland but in Aotearoa and beyond. We love you so much.
6: Bye-bye. Hey Kia ora. my name's Sam Harvey. Just want to really honour Vic and Fran for their love and support for us uh, over the last number of years, large number of years now actually, that we've been in the vineyard movement. Uh, two and a half years ago we moved to the bay to plant Bay Vineyard Church and there's been so much that in particular Vic has done for us that nobody in the church will see. Uh, his care pastorally for me as a leader, uh, the way that he supported us on a governance level as the chair of our board for Bay Vineyard, um, but also the million and one ways that he's just loved and cared and championed me as a, as a young leader in the church, it's been just, it's meant the world to me. I've been so, so grateful. There's so many stories in the vineyard of the way that Vic and Fran have modelled servant leadership. Uh, There's um, Scotty Young who will tell the story of uh, realising after staying at their house for a couple of days that he was actually sleeping in their bed and they were sleeping on the ground in another room. These guys are servant hearted. They, they they have a deep deep vibrant spirituality. I've been really blessed and encouraged by Vic's writing his master's uh, thesis on Letters to a Young Leader, and uh, there's just so much wisdom there. So 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 grateful for you guys. I'm grateful you have been honoured because you deserve to be honoured. And, uh, and just thrilled to see the way that God continues to use you both and the way that you continue to uh, just be just great supports, not only to me, but to many, many leaders around New Zealand and the world. And so thank you. God bless you. I hope that you're having a wonderful celebration. Kaki Tano.
5: Kia, Kia ora, Vic and Greetings from Canada.
3: We love you guys. and miss you.
5: Yeah, we're so happy to be your friends. Congratulations on this great event. We wish we were uh, on the beach with you at the caravan. It's uh, it's probably warmer there than it is here <laughs> in Canada right now.
3: Uh, either that, or maybe watching the third season of The Casketeers. <laughs> we can't get that on Netflix here yet.
5: Yeah, maybe you could do something about that, <laughs> um, Vic. We we think that you're one of the wisest people that we know, one of the best pastors. It's it's such an honor to uh, to have worked with you both at the university and. at in Canada and in Greece and and Turkey and and in New Zealand Mm
3: -hmm. and Fran you are just so amazing at how you draw people out and lead them on and we just are amazed at how you do that
5: yeah we cherish our friendship with you guys congratulations Mm -hmm. we love you bye now
7: Well, no birthday is complete without a birthday gift. So, as much as Vic and Fran didn't want it to be about them, but we still wanted to give you a little gift. So, we found a little house just to represent the house, the building, the church, which the community which has been formed here at Shaw Vineyard. So, it's got 31 windows, 30 for the years that you have served and faithfully given uh, your time, your effort, your your love, and you, you know your whole life, really. So. Uh, thank you for that. It's meant a lot to me as well and to my family. And I think the, the Vic's faithfulness and their their giving uh, has meant that the church has, has, has gone through a very stable patch in history. So thank you. Um, the, the the last year, this 31 Windows, is for the future. And that we have a bright future. We've got to shine our light. We've got to make sure that Jesus' story is told to the next generation. And you're part of that story. So we've each got to take that little bit of light and, and shine it to our world's. And, uh, yeah, if there's hope for the future, there's power in the present. So, yeah, thank you very much, and God bless.